Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Good afternoon, Henry. How you doing? Celebrating this great day. <laughs> good, to see, good to hear your beautiful voice, Henry. Me too, man. How long has it been? A week? Two? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been like seven to ten days or something. <laughs> well, listen, man. What... I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, you know what's funny? I'll be with, uh, with Zav this afternoon. What? Are, are you in San Francisco? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. So, listen, uh, I want to introduce you to Dave, who's my co-host. Henry, how are you? Hey, Dave. How are you? Very well. And I'm looking at a picture of you uh, on this cheat sheet. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's winking. I was wondering what he was doing with your mouth <laughs> open and just look. You look happy, man. Yeah. You look happy. And the, it perfectly describes my, my jolliness. It, it, he's very jolly. And, and the, 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 funny, the jolly. funny thing is, Dave, like I was just with Henry in New York City. Or where were we? we were in the Bronx, weren't we? In the Bronx, and yep. Um, yep. and I'm not surprised that he's in San Francisco right now because he's either in Los Angeles, San Francisco. You also, oh my gosh, where where did you and Sky go? Oh, you're in Cuba. Like <laughs> we went a couple to Cuba. weeks ago. And like, now I'm taking my staff in a few weeks. I'm oh taking a group of ten people in a few weeks. Well, listen, make sure you hook up with my DJ friend Mikel, okay? But make sure oh, that yeah, happens yeah, yeah. this time. I gotta touch base. I think <laughs> I think you and like Zav touch base with him. I gotta touch base with him. Nice man. Well, listen, he Henry, believe it or not, we've been, we've been rolling on all this whole thing. So welcome to the boiling point. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Why don't you introduce yourself uh, to us? Let us know who uh, who you are, but also Hosh. But then there's so much more that we could talk about, obviously. But uh, g- give our our audience and Dave a, a quick rundown about who the famous Henry Cross is. Besides a, a massive medal. Oh my gosh, we're not going anywhere else until you and I quickly talk about Chris, Chris Cornell today. Oh well, that's a, that was a big loss. That was um, a big loss. So yeah, I, I think as a as a rock fan and somebody that I would dare to say believes that uh, rock is on CPR in general. Yeah. Uh, there's a not, in my opinion, not a lot of great rock out there right now, and uh, this, this was a big loss. Yeah. Um, but to, to address the, the question you asked, first, thanks to, uh, to you and Dave for having me on the podcast. And I think the clearest journey to describe myself is I was born in Nicaragua to in the middle of the Civil War, uh, in the middle of, of a stalemate in, uh, in a Civil War in Nicaragua between the Sandinistas and the Contras, which, you know, Reagan made famous with his uh, address that he was in the Iran-Contra uh, affair. And... It just became unsustainable for our families to stay in the country, and then the Cross family um, spread throughout the Americas, uh, Venezuela and Puerto Rico and Canada. And my parents ended up in, in, in Florida and Miami. But it, it created a very, uh, obviously, a very tense family situation given such abrupt transitions uh, and challenges. And so I, I grew up in Miami, in the, in the humid land of Miami. It was just always too humid for me. I just never really enjoyed that part. So I knew that as soon as I turned 18 and graduated high school, as I did, um, I, I left and I, I studied at Catholic University. At Catholic, I started uh, ballroom again because I had started learning it when I was younger, as around 10 or 12. And um, I graduate 
in 08 in the middle of the recession and become a public school teacher in Prince George's County, Maryland, thinking that I was ready to, you know, dedicate my, my life to being a full-time social studies high school teacher. And, and I had a great time doing it. I, was, I don't regret uh, that's the first thing I did after college. But I said to myself, I can always go back to this, but I cannot always have my 20s back. <laughs> Thinking that I was going to end up a pro ballroom dancer, uh, I moved to New York, where the best training in the country in North America is. And my cross training was yoga. And out of yoga, I got deep into it, practiced it five days a week. And in the becoming of, you know, Henry, the young adult to Henry, the grown up and the man, no, like any personal journey, you have to uh, heal things and settle things, forgive things. And, and yoga was a very, very intimate part of that process, that practice of, I would do it five days a week, uh, you know, for several years. And I still do it quite daily these days. So uh, that's sort of like the story of Henry. And so Hosh comes out of that evolution of uh, d- developing a yoga practice, practice uh, going through a teacher training program, and then I was at that time administrated, administrating public school programs, uh, after school programs in New York City and teaching ballroom. So I was doing quite a well. I didn't want thinking of another project. But Hosh had just opened up, uh, had started his first year at this yoga studio in 2010. Hosh went from uh, it was literally the passion of, of my partners, uh, Yuki and Hamid. And the way that I say it is, is an Azari Turkish and a Japanese dude practicing yoga in Brooklyn in 2009-2010. And then this Latino kid comes in and gets involved in 2011. And then for the past six years, we've been growing the capacity of the organization from not just being a yoga studio, but a youth organization and programs that do community programming within senior centers and that is able to be self-sustaining. And um, and it's all thanks to the effort of that community uh, and the local economy uh, that supports our work. Well, we're, if you ask us what business we're in is, you know, we're in the business of lifting the hopes and spirits of people um, using this intervention called yoga well, to I, help people feel healthier and happier. Yeah. I was, I was, we share people, moments. This is awesome, Henry. So for, for people that don't, um, aren't as familiar with yoga or maybe, you know, maybe they've never practiced it, you know, yeah. and, and don't have a familiarity, maybe have an opinion of what yoga is, you know, I would, I would be f- quite familiar and, and should be practicing a lot right. more. Maybe tell people a little bit of, I mean, it sounded like it had a real, I mean, a serious impact in your life. Oh yeah. What, what is it? What I is it? And what does have, it do for um, others in your opinion? Yeah. So, you know, I love this question. Um, I think it's a very important question. Nobody is more self-conscious of yoga, uh, the stigma of yoga than me, right? I grew up, I grew up Latino. Um, and you know, in the, in the nineties or two thousands, you're not going to see a lot of Latinos into yoga. So part of my mission has been to spread this contemplative practice that will make, a make you a healthier and happier mind, body, and spirit into in all communities, regardless of skill and income, especially communities that need it most and can afford it least. And usually you find those community in, in underserved schools and in senior centers and community centers. I made it uh, a personal mission of mine to, to, for me to take our work uh, into as many as those communities as possible in, in New York City as we have. Still do, of course, uh, to this day. And what I would say is, yoga 
is is gym for the mind, is gym for the heart, and is gym for the body. And in my opinion, it still happens to be the most uh, holistic um, health and wellness modality that I have ever tried, whether fitness or in a contemplative practice like meditation or not. You, uh, you know, it's so, uh, and and then sorry, I'm cutting you off. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. I just, no, I got. I'm just gonna talk oh, in and, and, go and keep so, going. what I would tell people that have, have is to be to just look around, right? See yoga everywhere. It's a thirty billion dollar industry. You have over twenty to close to thirty million people practicing this stuff in North America. And I, you know, my line with yoga is, is um, it's like money in the bank. You don't forget it's there because you remember how good it'll make you feel. <laughs> Love it. That's a great so, way to describe it. So I think you know I think it's it's not it's not in our position to uh, I always made it clear I'm not here to convert anybody into a yogi I'm just saying like look this stuff is working for millions of people it's been around over two thousand years and let's see what happens and we've been able to translate that into programs for uh, you know over fifteen thousand children in the, in the school district where we're in you know thousands of people in our in our Greenpoint communities. So. Wow, well done. Um, just on the whole stigma piece um, for a second, and, you know, I saw a really good documentary that I, that I was just exposed to called Choke, and it's um, it's uh, Hicks and Gracie, who is the, the, you know, kind of world-renowned legend of jiu-jitsu, and, and it's about him going to Japan and fighting in the Pride Organization. And winning, and and this is documentaries in the '90s, and he he is a huge believer and practitioner of yoga, and and in what it does for his spirit and energy and calmness and all these things, and it's just just it's so it it just it kicks the stigma of yoga it's so hard because here's here's one of the toughest men in the world. Um, with this, you know, and, and I mean, very tough dude. Uh, I mean, a, a huge practitioner who, who's, you know, what I gathered from this and subsequently, and then I got really curious about this guy because he's just his philosophy is so cool and, and how, you know, in jujitsu and and he speaks to um, the importance of yoga, you know, and not that it, people have to be fighters to be a practitioner, but I just thought that what an interesting, you know, like dichotomy in a way, right? Yeah, and I think you, you we are continuing to see the rise of it and in, in its mainstream form adopted by a lot of uh, fitness classes, um, by sports players, by sports teams, by people in the private sector and the public sector and the nonprofit sector. So I, I think there will continue to be a, a system adoption of this contemplative practice. I, I think the dream for a lot of us in this field in this health and wellness field that uh, whose intervention are yoga-based physical activity and mindfulness and meditation is to have this stuff be as common as flossing your teeth. Right? Um, in the same way that, you know, children go to school and learn basics of, you know, you, know, you brush your teeth and uh, you call 911, well, this is a, this would be one, you know, and stay calm and, you know, be careful, like, Here's, here's some information about stress. You know, this, so I, I think there is a, that opportunity to to continue to see scale scalable work of this uh, of these three concepts, right? Whether whichever you pick, whether it's yoga, uh, meditation, or mindfulness, in, uh, in 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 communities that could benefit most from it. And uh, Henry, I, I know you throw the through the uh, social venture network. Uh, and since then, yeah. since then we've become buds because uh, I keep on uh, saying that I'm going to come to see some metal 
concerts with you, and it hasn't happened. Yeah, yet, we but we, it will. we should. You're it behind. Will. I have I've invited you to all the concerts I've gone to this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, just as a quick aside, I did just get two tickets for Sigaras at Christmas in Reykjavik, Iceland, which will be pretty rad. Um, as uh, just as, Ooh, as when a, is that? December 20, 28, 29, 30, and New Year's Eve, baby. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's New Year's Eve in Iceland. Huh? Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, yeah. But going back to SVN, Social Venture Network, what yeah. what's the um, what's what's the benefit for you in building this movement in what I see as a geographically local area, a, a part of New York, um, mm-hmm. when you're connecting in with that great community of other entrepreneurs. Uh, and investors and everybody else who just cares about building business for positive social uh, outputs. What are you getting out of that? Yeah, I, I think what I what I see is, and this I I, I really appreciate you asking this because I think there's the following overlap in this in a network like the social venture network where we it becomes about uh, the power of business as a force for good. And a concept of having, you know, a triple bottom line and participating in a way that's fair and just to people in place and communities that have a net gain and effect on on people and planet. So the whole uh, concept of regenerative businesses, business practices. I really do think that it's got to start with the self before before starting with before starting with people and planet. I think we got to start with the self. It is my hope that a lot more business leaders and businesses and community stakeholders will will choose to um, adopt these contemplative practices in one way or another into their own companies and personal practices. I, I think you know you will not find anybody who will be against healthier, happier, uh, more spirited people, right? Uh, as we go about practicing business, uh, the, the first regeneration is with ourselves. How are we in relation to our mind, body, and spirit on a day-to-day basis? And then using that as, as foundation uh, work for you know whether you're an investor or a director or a manager or um, you know running a small shop or a corporation. But that I, I think there is there could be continued training. Um, in in this area of, of for all of us in business, with with this concept of of health and wellness, and particularly in our case, yeah. I'm just going to change gears a bit here, and just I was reading your bio, and I was curious, and I've never I'm not familiar with this, but it says uh, that in 2015 you were selected as an SD.org Business Fellow. What is that? What what is SD for people that don't know SD.org? Uh, what sorry? Uh, Etsy. Yeah, Etsy. Started, sorry, yeah, <laughs> I can't even pronounce it right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it started as Etsy.org. Now it's called the Good Work Institute. It is a uh, capacity building business fellowship program that is for uh, New York and the Hudson Valley businesses currently on teaching teaching um, business owners. But practically the regenerative business practices um, that do less harm and that are not only about more good in the world, but having a net gain on on people and planet. You know, to 
go full circle with the previous to link it up to the previous statement is, you know, I, I think that the, that the, the deep work is starts with the self in, in being able to facilitate these kinds of community uh, shifts and changes and uh, engagement and organizing. So, so what, like, what are some examples yeah. of, um, you know, like in, in area support of businesses, like, can you give an example of something that, that yeah, um, I think it's, um, it, it, it created, what I would say, my my biggest takeaway from implementing uh, when I learned that the Good Work Institute were, were are three basic things: implementing a organizational and uh, organizational wide implementation. The following three principles: uh, molecular management, that everybody understands that we are we're answering to a mission and not a higher a hierarchy, so that nobody feels that you know you're you're got to run things by higher ups or that we we stay focused on. Is this good for the mission? That is the rel- the question that I go back to, um, as opposed to running things so hierarchical, um, as is as is traditionally done in uh, most systems um, in most uh, sectors. B is self-directed work team. So assuring that the that the instructors, uh, the yoga teachers, understand that the basic question to them when we onboard them is, is the company can. Trust, can we trust the company with you and is it safe with you when you go out and represent the, organi- the organization and the mission with the schools and the community centers or in the senior centers or in the yoga studio? Uh, so we believe that do they have all the tools to feel empowered over the work that they're doing? It's, it's the concept out of, uh, well, Dr. Wolf wrote about this in the late 90s and uh, out of NYU, business, during business school, self-directed work team. And the third one for me, which I think is the reason why we continue to do this work and continues to work as open book uh, financial management. So we actually explain the budget to everybody in the organization and we send them all the quarterly reports explaining them uh, how we spend a dollar in the organization. So I just sent a few weeks ago the quarter one reports where it just showed everybody they got to, uh, the instructors got to 62 cents of every dollar we spent and the youth budget. And I think um, it is, that kind of commitment to facilitating the willingness of good people to want to do good work, but in a way that is not simply profit driven, mm-hmm. um, is what, uh, has been, I say, you know, why we've been able to do this so much of this work over the past year. Henry, this is, uh, always really cool to talk to people like you with, uh, who are a slightly out on the fringe of what we would consider like, uh, a typical business because you're really focusing on making change on, uh, uh, on community level, but you're, you've become this thought leader out in, in all over the world. In fact, people watching you and connecting with you on, on how you can take these principles and put them into, into business. And I think that's really, really interesting. I, I think in a way that's what answers my question about, you know, what motivates you to get connected into these, these other communities like SVN and, Maybe B Corp World and all this other this other other things. But uh, what's what's next for you as we come close to uh, the end of our interview? Yeah, um, are you? Am I speaking as to what's next for me as Henry, or what's next for uh, let's for talk Bush about, or let's talk about both. you? Yeah, that's uh, what, what's yeah. What's next for Henry? Great question. I mean, I I do see. Um, I've been very fortunate. You know, I'm um, 30 years old, and I've felt that. Um, going through the experience of, of starting a business and failing at a business and flipping a business and being involved in philanthropy 
because uh, while I was growing Hosh, I was also involved in a, in a startup foundation called the Sonima Foundation. Now uh, it has a new name, Pure Edge, uh, with uh, out of New York. Well, it was based here in Encinitas, California, by uh, the philanthropist Paul Tudor Jones, uh, who was funding that the, the, the Jones family. Um, I think that I would I will continue to be interested in uh, policy level and related work in the wellness field. So not necessarily only in yoga, but modalities and interventions with the right dosage and frequency that can be piloted in throughout communities in very specific neighborhoods to create uh, cultures of health and wellness in those communities. Um, that would be an area. So going back to a philanthropic role would be something that at some point I, I would be interested in. Um, you know, my mentors think I'm going to end up a politician. You know, I'm only 30. <laughs> I don't kind of really think about these things so quickly. I love that. Only uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, you know, I could run at 45 or 50. You know, I don't really have to. Well, yeah, uh, I, but I think I'll do it on the West Coast. So if, uh, if anybody in New York is, is going to ever like look of this as evidence is not sure that i would want to be a new york politician and there, yeah. there you go i, I was, um, was going to say that uh yeah. you know up here politics in... is hard enough to be surrounded by concrete and steel yeah so uh so yeah those those definitely uh policy philanthropy uh politics but then i i think there's another business i think there will be at least at least one or a few other operations to to keep you know, venturing into. Awesome. So now how do people learn more about you um, and and your learnings and teachings and, and um, you know, just uh, where would you direct them if listeners want to learn more about Henry? Yeah, I, I think I, I would invite them to just uh, visit the website, hoshyoga.org and hoshkits.org. I invite people to take that model and put it in their communities wherever they are and because uh, there's a lot of growth, uh, exponential growth, that will continue to happen in this nascent field of yoga service and community yoga mm-hmm. and and wellness, community wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, preventive health will continue to rise, and the the dollars will uh, be there to support it. You know, if you look at healthcare as a whole, it's it's treatment based, and the whole concept of of preventive health is will incorporate um, modalities such as yoga. So, uh, you know, get, go on the website or send send me an email anytime, henry at hostyoga.org. And always ready to chat. we got to put one over there where you are in uh, New Brunswick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you will be coming to join. Um, he, he will get you and Jay McLean together. Who's, that's right. Uh, who loves yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Henry, go through, <laughs> go through our archives uh, for, at boilingpointpodcast.com. And look for Jason yeah. Jason McLean. Uh, I don't know, maybe hundred okay. episodes ago or so. Uh, and right. uh, take take a listen. Listen, Henry. So good uh, chatting with you, man. Say, give a big hug to Zav for me. Uh, tell oh, him, I will. Tell, yeah. t- tell him the hug came through a microphone, through an internet connection, through <laughs> a phone, into wherever you are. And, and tell right. tell him to do the same thing back to you for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, you bet. Henry, no doubt about that, Greg. So good chatting, man. I'll, I'm sure we'll be uh, hooking up again sometime soon. And, uh, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, and thanks for everything that you're doing for the world. Thank you, Henry. Nice meeting you. Thank you, and love and hugs to you both. Thank you so much. Talk right. soon. Cheers, man. Bye bye. Take care. Yeah. The, the you know are do you do you practice yoga? You know what? Like, speaking of Jay, like Jay got me, Jason uh, McLean. 
back at the yoga outlet. Got me into yoga. Uh, um, I'd say a couple of years. I, I, re- I really did enjoy it. What is stopping me now? I've got no idea. I think it's the same lame old excuse I always have. Busy. Yeah, because like I don't even get to the gym or anything, so it's like um, I've got some. You know, Henry keeps going back to the, it starts with the self, and you've been telling me this since the beginning. Since we started, co- you started coaching me at the beginning too. Is you can't you can't be successful in business unless you make the space and be good for yourself, right? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if I would ever say you can't. I just think it's I, I just know f- personally and, and philosophically that. Yeah, we you know if we show up whole in our own lives, and it's a struggle though, right? Like I mean, it's, it's a struggle, there's, especially when with, there's with a new lot of demands, too, new babies, right? New babies, growing businesses. <laughs> do you do you have something to uh, share with the audience? No, <laughs> you're so funny, man. You tried to do this to me before, didn't you? No, no, we are not pregnant. Just so you know, okay. Uh, you are so <laughs> just just working on it, just in this, case. This is a typical Dave thing. Uh, <laughs> not everyone's going to be wondering. Yeah, so Dave, we we need more yoga. We, and you know what? I like how he describes, you know, kind of the three pillars. And it just, it's a reminder that, you know, we should like, like me, you know, I just should be more diligent with it. And, you know, and I've, um, you know, and things like meditation and those things that are, that are quieter and softer, in, but, but are, but are actually um, kind of create a stronger foundation in a mm. sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, there's, yeah. and you know, like you never, you never, you know, like I'm, I'm sure when you went to Jay's um, studio, you never walked out going, geez, what a waste of time that was. Never. Right? You, you just feel so good, yeah. you know? And uh, it, it, it's it's a practice. And, uh, this, and here's an interesting thing is I've made a couple of cha- uh, interesting changes in devoting my time. So when I wake up now, 5.45, get the coffee, and I am reading non-work-related things in the cool. morning for 20 minutes for coffee before the kids wake up. Just give your brain I chest forced in. myself to, to make this time. This is a new practice for me. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, first thing in the morning, looking at emails, looking at Facebook, whatever. That's all done now. I'm not doing that anymore. The other thing I started to do is start to go to, to, go to French lessons. So at night, I've got French homework now. So I'm starting to prove to myself that I can disrupt my regular schedule, you know? And I think the, the physical element has to come next. Well, no, and, you know, it's here, that's good for you. And it's neat to hear, you know, when we start, you know, shifting our priorities, right? And um, and then creating a discipline around it. And, I mean, man, that must that must do you want. You're probably, you're probably more efficient as a result, would you think? I hope so. Yeah. I cool. hope so. Let's go do yoga. Sometimes. Okay, let's, let's do this. We're, we're not going to go to the, to the pub now, like we, we said we were going to. Yeah, we're going to the <laughs> yoga studio. No, we'll, it'll be Friday afternoon when we meet, so we got to go to Anyhow, good. I'll see you next week. Thank you for the right, introduction to Henry. And uh, we got some exciting guests coming up. Oh, heck yes. See you next week. Yeah. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. 
Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.